0: Welcome to The Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thank you for joining me on the broadcast or podcast, however you're listening or choosing to listen. As I mentioned at the beginning of the week, we are bouncing back and forth between what to do to enjoy a fulfilling marriage and what to avoid to keep from hurting or destroying your marriage. Today, as promised, we're going to take a look at the habits of happy couples, okay? The regular habits, I should say, of happy couples. Now, you can listen anytime to the previous ones at wjmm.com. Again, the podcast tab near the upper right, the Love and Lordship links will give you today's and previous two days' messages. All the podcasts are on loveandlordship.podbean.com, as well as others. And all the videos, as well as others, are on vimeo.com forward slash love and lordship. I'd love to contact you or, or be in touch with you or have you get in touch with us, uh, if you will. Um, love to engage with you. You can do that through the email loveandlordship at gmail.com. Loveandlordship at gmail.com. Today's program is a very practical one, as you'll see, as we talk about the 10 daily healthy habits of happy couples. Now, it's from an article by Christina Teakin and Family Today, but I'll be adding some scripture and the authority of love insights, of course. We all know those darling couples that seem to have it all figured out. Uh, my wife and I are one of those. Yeah, <laughs> right. We are. We love it, and we have a great time, and we've been so blessed. Uh, they're so in love, you find yourself ooing and aahing at their relationship and wishing you had what they have. Seriously, what's their secret? Well, it might be simpler than you think. As I said, here are 10 habits all happy couples have in common, and they do them regularly. Number one, Divide chores. Sharing household chores is among the top three most important items associated with successful marriages, second only to faithfulness and physical satisfaction. How's that? That's a pretty good list, right? In a similar study, uh, Aaron Holmes, a Brigham Young University professor, said, Statistical analysis validates the classic saying, happy wife, happy life. Couples who are happy split the workload. When wives are satisfied with the division of labor, labor, both spouses report higher marital quality. Much of today's couples are stuck in traditional roles that do not actually align with Scripture. We've taken Scripture and made it work for that, but it's ending up being destructive. If we want to be happy in our marriage, we must learn to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, Ephesians 5.21, and place our spouse above self, Philippians 2.3-5. That's why we divide household chores. Number two, put away devices. Technology can destroy relationships. Since when is an electric screen more important than your spouse? Put down the phone, turn off the TV, and look at your loved ones. A healthy and happy relationship is putting them first. Does this sound like carrying over the biblical principle in the first action to our choices with our spouse over technology and screens? Which would your spouse say is more important to you? We've talked about these principles. If you say the Lord's most important in your marriage and then your spouse, and then you're constantly on your screen, there's your answer. Number three, make eye contact. Yeah, literally. It makes a difference. Matthew 6, 22 and 23 talks about the eyes as the lamp of the body or that we can read others through their eyes as well as our eyes can reveal our true focus, the light, right? With that in mind, studies say that four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact, now you might have to work at this, okay, if you've not done it, can increase intimacy and connection. In an experiment by Soul Pancake, that's literally the name of it, they filmed six couples while maintaining four minutes of eye contact. At the end of the four minutes, a man married to his wife for 55 years said, when I look at you really closely, I realize how much I need you and what you mean to me, because that's the truth. He said, I couldn't imagine being with anybody else. What spouse doesn't want to hear that? Try it. Work up to it doesn't require four minutes to make an impact. It might be a brief glance or a wink. The important thing is that you look at each other, look into the eyes. It will remind you why you fell in love and, more importantly, how you can grow in love. Number four, have a ritual. While there's not scripture per se for this, disciples practice good and consistent disciplines or habits. That's a ritual. Evidently, God knew what we needed, and it works for marriage as well. Morning or nighttime rituals give couples an important opportunity to connect. One person said, every morning I wake up at 6 a.m. well before my husband does, and I kiss him before I've even gotten out of bed. Gretchen Rubin was the one who said that she's the best-selling author of The Happiness Project. Sometimes the kiss is just a quick exchange, but sometimes it turns into a real lingering embrace. I do this every morning and every night with my wife. go to bed. I kiss her before I go to bed. I kiss her when I wake up. That's unless she's awakened and gone earlier, okay? Always kiss each other good morning and good night. Spend a few minutes together in the morning before you run off to start your day. Let your spouse know when you'll be home so you'll have something to look forward to. Creating a 30-minute window each morning or evening for a ritual will add more meaning to your relationship. Number five, compliment each other. Again, folks, this does not come. It does when you're dating. I and mean, when you're trying to win someone over, right? But once you've got them, we quit doing the discipline things. We, that's not natural for me to compliment. Only in the spirit, over time, do I learn to lift others above, lift others above myself. You see? There are numerous texts and scriptures about the one and others that we are to engage in with brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, your spouse is the priority love in your life. The number one Christian sister, right? Your husband is the number one Christian brother's wives. So encourage each other just as God called it, has called us to do. Research has found that in good marriages, compliments outnumber criticisms five to one. I seriously tell my husband at least once a day how hot and handsome he is. And every time I do, he looks at me, and I swear he gets tears in his eyes and says, thank you for saying that. From Melissa Chapman, a relationship blogger. Works. It means the world. Be willing to get outside of yourself and do it. In private and in public, acknowledge your sweetheart for all the incredible things they do. Number six, take time to connect. Here are six things from scriptural principles that will help you make this happen. One, pursue Jesus more than your marriage and spouse. Remember that from our book. Number two, keep your heart open. Don't let it get hardened and closed. Number three, remove and replace things that kill intimacy. You got to recognize them, then you got to remove them. Number four, intentionally share your weaknesses. That opens a door for the other person to enter in. Number five, find things to do together sacrifice a little bit if you have to, but find them. And number six, be patient and persistent. Why? Because it takes discipline to do these things. That's why discipleship is so important, your relationship with God in Christ first. Life gets busy. Strong marriages stem from spending time together. Stacey Phillips, a certified family law specialist and author, said, try to spice things up this way. Next time you come home from work, bolt through the door with force and head right for your spouse. There's some passion, right? Send cute texts, hugs, emojis, smooch longer than necessary. Dance in the kitchen and tell each other how much you love each other every day. Flirting and connecting will keep the sparks flying through the years. Remember, this is what happy couples do. If you're not happy, get outside yourself and try it. Number seven, appreciate each other. God's word tells us to give thanks in all things. 1 Thessalonians 5:18, uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. And Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 gives us husbands many reasons to be thankful for our wives, but the same is true for wives to be thankful for their husbands. Choose to do so every day. Relationship problems often develop when one person feels underappreciated. Eliminate that problem by expressing your gratitude to your spouse. Daily. Without ever discussing it, gratitude plays a big part in the happiness of our union. We express sincere gratitude for everything. He takes me to dinner, I say thank you. I cook a dinner, he says thank you. That's from DS, as she expressed that in Women's Health. It could be as simple or as or as a quick thank you or as sincere as a handwritten letter. The important thing is to be genuine and do it often. Number eight. Cuddle. Ha men, especially, intimacy is more about much more than just sex. As a matter of fact, again to men mostly, if you work to find ways and apply intimacy in other touches, you may be pleasantly surprised in the other department. Cuddling adds a level of connection that you can't get anywhere else. Don't underestimate the value of some quality snuggle time with your spouse. Grab a blanket and snuggle up to each other while you read, watch TV, or when you get in bed. Cuddling will give you a chance to catch up and feel adored. Number nine, forgive and move on. Now, we talked about this on the other side. Couples who don't do this are working toward a short marriage from yesterday's uh, message. Those who are happy, they do this regularly. Forgive and move on. Choose to forgive and let the Holy Spirit guide you through processing any emotions. You will have to process them, but don't wait to forgive. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. If you do not forgive, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. Ephesians four thirty two. Forgive each other just as in Christ Jesus God forgave us. You, me. God forgives us for nearly everything and we don't deserve it. Surely we can forgive our spouse and reap the blessings of forgiveness in marriage. In his book, The First Years of Forever, Dr. Ed Wheat said marriage becomes a series of surprises for most of us. And one of them is how frequently we need to forgive and be forgiven. Learn and practice the difficult skill of forgiving and moving on to a happy marriage. And number 10, try it. It's awesome. Smile. Proverbs 17.22 says, a joyful heart is good medicine. Another way to say that is laughter is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Which would you rather have in marriage, dry bones or a joyful heart? A smile can lighten the mood and let your significant other, your spouse, know you care, especially when you're tired. Laughing and smiling can bring joy and happiness into any relationship. My husband and I laugh a lot to the point where it's difficult to be upset for very long because one of us will usually do something to lighten things up. That's from Dr. Marie Land, a prominent psychologist. She goes on to say, having a sense of humor is a tremendous asset if you want to be in a healthy relationship. People that laugh a lot and generally just don't take things too seriously, especially themselves, can more easily enjoy a healthy relationship. Food for thought. Is your yours a happy marriage or a hurting marriage. You can begin to make changes in your life today in how you interact with your spouse that can make it a joyful one. Here's an action item. Just as we've done previously, begin by choosing at least one of these things, these 10 things, and make it a habit. Once it is, choose another and repeat. Tomorrow we're back to what not to do. And Lord willing, I'll share some marriage rules or myths, as some like to call them, that we've got to break. We've got to recognize them for what they are. Join us. Invite family, friends, loved ones, and enemies to join us as well so they can hear more. Again, contact us at loveandlordship at gmail.com or go to our website, loveandlordship.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to engage or interact with you on any of these things. I'd love your questions, your comments, whatever it may be appreciate them, because we want to learn as well. We want to give back. Thank you for your prayers, and those of you who are donating, we thank you for that as well. Thanks for joining us. Again, thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reesert Encounter. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.